0: I've been trying to do with these Marvel shows is I don't want to do episode breakdowns every time the new one comes out. Uh, I kind of like to focus on the the series as a whole at the very end of it. I did that with WandaVision. I did that with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm going to do that right now with the Loki uh, show that just ended a couple of days ago. Now, I waited a couple of days... To make sure everybody got a chance to see it pretty sure everybody's seen it by now it's been at least two days so if you haven't seen it and you don't want too many things to be spoiled don't listen to this if you haven't watched the series at all and you're very interested in the universe 100 percent don't listen to the rest of this but if you're caught up if you've watched the whole thing and if you're here because you want to hear somebody else's perspective on it Here I am to give it to you. By all means, listen on and thank you for stopping by. So, Loki. Loki, Loki, Loki. I was looking forward to this so much because I really appreciate, and I've said this in previous entries before, I really appreciate where they're going with the shows and Phase 4, and what the plans are. And I believe that after this film... Or not film, after this show, the next thing is meant to be uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. So I don't know if this is meant to lead into any of that, or explain any of that in in some way, shape, or form. And I even said in my entry for Black Widow that... um, there, the, not the, uh, the um, what's it called? Post credit ending scene. I don't know why I had a brain fart for that. But the post credit ending scene that's in that film. I'm pretty sure one of the reasons why they kept pushing it was they needed a reason for it to become later because that was a film that should have came out three years ago. But you know the post credit scene kind of made an understanding of why they waited in a way, and it gives you. Um, how this story plays into leading into what they're doing now... because it has a connection to Falcon and Winter Soldier and blah, blah, blah. Avoiding all that. Loki is very much separate from just about everything. Loki, in and of itself, is... it takes this portrayal of what happened to Loki in... from the film um, uh, Avengers Endgame... where you have that scene where he picks up the Tesseract and disappears after the fight in New York. So, there was always that plot hole, and everybody was like, well, what happened to Loki? Well, this show is meant to tell you, you know, what happens there. Excuse me. So, what happens is, Loki essentially kind of goes against the timeline, so he becomes what the 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 main not the the main focus of the the show is the the TVA the uh, time uh, variance association I forget what TVA stands for off the top of my head but it's meant to be focused on them and what happens is they're meant to regulate the timelines the various timelines basically the Marvel multiverse they're meant to make sure that all of these timelines follow appropriately and nothing really Goes off too much where the timeline gets that gets fucked up, and what happens is Loki fucked up the timeline because he did something he wasn't supposed to do, which is weird because again a lot of the things that they they say later on in the show about how like oh and I know these were they they were memes and stuff coming out online about how oh so the Avengers can mess up the timeline, all these other things can happen that mess up the timeline. Thanos goes you know from the past Thanos goes into the future and dies, and none of that messes up the timeline. No, but apparently the show explains that by saying, oh yeah, the Avengers, all that was planned. That was all okay. They they, they stood in line. They, they, they kept to where they were supposed to go. And it's like, really? Because if they kept to where they were supposed to go, then how is it that Loki is the variant? Like, that's a plot hole to me. If Loki is the variant... ...to that story... ...and everything else was okay... ...then Loki should be okay too... ...because Loki getting away with the Tesseract... ...is why that story continues... ...where they go back in time again... ...to meet uh, Tony's father... ...and get more Pym Particles... ...from like 1960's bunkers and whatnot... ...so it's like... ...all that made sense... ...all that was part of the actual timeline... ...and part of the plan... But Loki getting away should have also been part of that plan. And to me, that's a big, big plot hole. That's a huge issue that I'm having when it comes to just the, the, the concept of how this story starts. How the beginning of the Loki series starts. But let's digress off of that. Because let's say it all makes sense and it's all true. The story in and of itself is great. Every episode is... Um, just going deeper and deeper into this concept of, not only is there one Loki, but there's many Lokis, and you think, oh, whether or not is Loki gonna betray somebody, and sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, he meets another Loki, and there's this weird thing where it's like he falls in love with the female Loki, who doesn't name herself Loki anymore, she names herself Sylvie, and she was a variant, and she escaped. And she's been traveling the timeline trying to figure out a way to get to the people who run the timeline. Because they're like, you you, you fucked my life up, I'm gonna murder you all now. So, the storyline is that Tom Hiddleston's Loki is going after Sylvie, another Loki in the multiverse. And trying to stop her from creating too many alternate time time sequences or whatever. But now, the thing is, is that if... Loki is going after another Loki, and Sylvie is essentially uh, another Loki. Then there's that really awkward thing where it's like, oh, you almost broke the timeline because you fell in love with yourself. And that's also like... Of course, leave it to a character so self-centered, especially at this point, because you got to remember, this goes back to Loki after the first Avengers. Loki doesn't grow... He doesn't have any character development anymore because it goes back to that one so he's still very arrogant and he's still very much like against being good so we're seeing that whole character development that they went across every other film he was in after the first avengers they try to do all over again in this show to make him sort of a good guy which essentially he is the good guy of the story because he's the lesser of many evils i'm not going to say the lesser of two evils he's the lesser of many evils And so, you have this thing where he's falling in love with himself, and every episode, I want to say the first five episodes, are all tremendous. I don't think there's really too many issues with any of the ways that they, any of the paths that they took to tell this story. However, this last episode, not only was it, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but it was just not what you expected out of how great all the fil- all the other episodes were leading up to this one. So it's a lot of talking. Um, I will say that okay. So watching it, you know, kind of it, it's cold. I'm, I'm going in cold. I don't know who the character that they finally reveal is, but it's um, what's the guy's? What's the actor's name? Jonathan Winters or Jonathan Waters? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I do apologize, but. Apparently, this actor was casted uh, for I want to say the Doctor Strange film years ago, like when they were trying to develop the Phase Four two years ago or something. He was casted as being part of it, so he pops up now. I don't know that this is an actor who's who's been who's meant to be casted as something already in the MCU, so I didn't expect him. But I was expecting something, and when the reveal finally came, I know there were a lot of people that probably knew that actor really look deep into what is upcoming that isn't out in the forefront. Like, I look at a lot of stuff where articles pop up for what's coming out now. I don't really look up things like casting roles and stuff like that, so I had no idea who this guy was. And all they mention is they call him He Who Remains. Now, after some research, I know who He Who Remains is. But the thing is, is that this character isn't necessarily he who remains. What they did was they put two characters together. Now, again, I'm going to spoil a lot if you haven't already read up or if you're confused and you just want to use this as another outlet to kind of get some understanding of what it is that happened. Here's what I've learned after reading up. And the fact that I had to read up after the episode was a bit upsetting to me. Uh, Maybe that just might be me. I just, I'm not... I wasn't that into the... What I should know, I guess. So, maybe I did ruin it for myself. If you want to view it at that, you can. But I'm also going to view it from an outsider's perspective... Where if you didn't know anything... If you were a person that watched this cold... And you don't do the research... You're going to go into that having the same feeling. So, I want to talk from both angles. So, I did my research. I understood that this character is meant to be the combination of two characters. He who remains is one character... This is a character that is very similar to what they have um, explained this character to be. But essentially this character is one variant of the many other characters that exists in the multiverse that is him. And it's essentially meant to lead into Kang the Conqueror. So that his actual name is Kang... When he doesn't actually say it. When he says that his name he goes by many names, Kang went by many names. One of his most villainous versions being Kang the Conqueror. He was also had a bunch of different labels, whether or not he was a good guy or a bad guy. So now I'm gonna say that this character that we got, he who he who remains, was kind of neutral, chaotic. Like he knew that there had to be some kind of order, even though the order was portraying people and turning people into variants against their will. So He's kind of a neutral chaotic, but one of his other multiverse selves is meant to... He's trying to tell the the two Lokis when they find him, he's trying to tell them like, Hey, I'm the better of all of my other selves. So, you kill me, be prepared for them to come. So, uh, it leads into this lack of understanding of what exactly is the ending, because what happens is Loki's like, I believe him, Sylvie's like, I don't sends Loki away, and then winds up killing this guy, and of course, the timeline goes off on a tangent, and when Loki returns to the main hall, the main hub of the TVA, he sees the character of Owen Wilson and one of the soldiers, who are sitting there, and he's trying to tell them, listen, Sylvie won, she killed the person at the end of time, and now, like... We, we have to expect a war to come. And Owen Wilson's character looks at him and he's like, who are you? So what you're supposed to get from that is that all that character buildup that Loki had with this guy at this point means nothing because they don't know who Loki is. So he's on a different timeline all in and of itself. The timeline is already messed up where there's no build up there's no all that build up that we had is now gone because he's going into this scenario where nobody knows who he is. He's no longer a variant. He's no longer the bad guy. He's the time traveler. And then he looks up and he sees this statue and people are saying that the the yeah. um, the statue is very reminiscent of what Kang actually looks like. So this new ruler is actually meant to be portray Kang the Conqueror. And I read somewhere, I forget what article it was, but it was the betrayal of how they pre- perceive time for this universe, or at least how this show was meant to portray it and how you're meant to perceive it, is that time doesn't matter. And that's kind of annoying, because when you're talking about whether or not time matters and whether or not this is... like. If you wanted to say, okay, this was meant to lead into Kang being the big bad guy for the next Avengers film, whatever Phase 5 or Phase 6 might bring us, okay, let's do Kang. You want to push out Galactus and Doctor Doom and not make them part of the main story? By all means, you've got Kang, you've got Dormammu, you've got a lot of big baddies that could really like lead into a really good 6th Avenger film. Well, more like 5th Avenger film, but like, there's something you can count as one or not, but neither here nor there, I digress. Whatever you want to lead into the 6th Avenger film, you've got a lot of big baddies that you could use that could really be a good excuse to have them team up. And if Kang the Conqueror is where they're going, I'm excited for it, but I wish it had a little bit more of an explanation. I wish it had more that they gave me, because again, I'm going in there cold. If I walked out and I asked somebody who... Let's say I'm a person who knew nothing about Marvel, and I walked out and I talked to a person who knew everything about Marvel, but had not seen any of the Marvel films. I know that's a far-fetched idea, but somebody who was really big in Marvel saw Iron Man and was like, this is garbage, I'm never watching another Marvel film ever again. 22 films and 3 shows later, still not watching it or whatever. If you went into this cold not knowing anything, you walked out and you asked this Marvel expert, who is he who remains? And he explained that to you? He Who Remains is not a big character. He's hidden very deep in the lore from what I've read. And the only reason he pops up is that they've connected him with being part of the multiverse timeline that they're portraying as another variant of Kang the Conqueror. And he even says, "...I've been given various labels." ruler conqueror or whatever it's its it's a play on that eventually another variant of him is going to come around and that's going to be kang the conqueror but if you don't know that coming into it and you go into it cold you're going to be upset like i was upset and again i'm a person who does look into this stuff and that just so happens to be one thing that went over my head where i didn't know who jonathan winters or M- majors jonathan majors that's who it is i apologize for getting it wrong before but I didn't know that Jonathan Majors was casted to already be involved in this film in some way, shape, or form. So I saw this actor, and they didn't really give him a name. They gave him this dumb name that I didn't know, and I had no idea what that was meant to signify. And the whole idea of him calling himself a conqueror went under my nose, because I'm still sitting there confused, trying to figure out, okay, who is this guy? Why is he so important? And... I guess the fact that you want to look at it and say maybe it's not that he's not important. He's just a plot device. His death is meant to lead into his other variant in the multiverse, who is Kang the Conqueror. That's it. That's what he plays. But again, when you don't know that, it's upsetting to see this ending. This ending is very lackluster when you don't have those backgrounds, when you don't have this, this... This idea in your head when you're going in there and you don't know what to expect and you're expecting something else and you get something that you don't know about that you haven't studied that you haven't read up on no matter how many YouTube videos or or articles you read on or how deep you go into the Marvel Universe, you're going to miss something because they're very vast. So this is something I missed. So it was something that made me not enjoy this last episode, which was meant to be this this climax to lead into whatever the next thing is going to be. I don't know if this is going to lead into Shang-Chi or not, but it wasn't what I was looking forward to, and I was kind of upset about it. Now, granted, I'm also looking out for some post credit scenes, because we're not getting a lot of those these days. I think only... One or two episodes of Falcon had it, WandaVision didn't have it until the middle of of this uh, the series, I believe, and I don't even think they had many, and Loki only had one other one besides this one, and this one wasn't even a big deal, the only thing that they actually specified was that Loki will return in Season 2. So the Loki show was going to continue going on, so I don't know if this whole time variant thing isn't even going to play a role ...in major MCU storylines. I don't know. It might be that this low-key storyline doesn't go anywhere near the main plots or the main films or be involved in any sort of continuity they're trying to build up with the films leading up after uh, Avengers Endgame. That might be the case. This is also the only series out of the three that have been released this year that has been given a definite sequel. And it's the only one that makes sense. Because if you're going to lead this character into this story arc where he's a, a time detective, yeah, giving him more stuff and ending it with the cliffhanger you ended it with makes sense for a second season. A second WandaVision doesn't make sense because that whole story was revolving around... the the ending that it eventually came to, so another WandaVision doesn't make sense. Giving her her own film might make sense, so if they do that, I'll be accepting of that, but a second WandaVision doesn't make sense. That, that I believe, is listed as being a one-off. Same with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If that's meant to have a second one, I would rather it be a film. I would rather it be the next Captain America film, because if you're saying that this whole show was to lead up to, um, um, not Bucky. Ah. Why do I forget Anthony Mackie's name? The Falcon's character's name. Okay, the Falcon. I totally forgot his name. Totally skipped my mind for some reason. Brain fart, but... Um, if this was meant to lead into Falcon becoming Captain America, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a whole wouldn't make sense anymore. It would make more sense to make a Captain America film, another Captain America film with the new Captain America being the lead role. That makes the most sense to me. So when it comes to WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those are done. But Loki is essentially still meant to go on, and I know they have these other shows coming out when it comes to Miss Marvel and She-Hulk... Uh, but even Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel is meant to lead into the the Marvels film with uh, her and Captain Marvel and somebody else. I forget who the other one is, but that's what they're planning on for that show. So the fact that Loki is kind of just saying yes, there's going to be a second season of Loki, maybe coming out this year, maybe not coming out till next year. You at least know that they're not done with this story. But we still don't know where this story was meant to lead into. Again, when it came to the idea of going into this cold, and you don't know these characters, you don't know who they're trying- Because a lot of people are saying, oh, the statue is very similar to Kang. I'm sorry, from what I know Kang the Conqueror to look like, that statue looks nothing like him. If it's MCU's version of him, that's fine. But I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay, it's just the evil version of He Who Remains. I never connected it to Kang. I had to read up on that after the fact. And the fact that I had to do that is kind of upsetting to me. And again, that might just be my fault. Maybe it's because I didn't really look into every aspect of what's up up and coming, even though I feel like I am. And I just so happened to skip this one little casting choice. And that casting choice that was supposed to be for another film winds up popping up in this show, meant to connect the show and the film... Like that's where they were going with this. I'll be honest; I'm not even a hundred percent sure who Jonathan Majors uh, is. That that's the first time I had heard his name when I re- read up on it and understood what this character was meant to do and what that climax was meant to bring you. Like that's essentially what the the climax was meant to do was meant to lead into this idea of what your um what 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 you're gonna be getting moving forward, but. That's, that's it? Like, it's just... If you don't know... If you knew that that casting choice was made... And the thing is, Jonathan... If you look up Jonathan Major's filmography, he doesn't have much. He has a lot of films that he's been in that were kind of known, I guess. I think maybe some of his bigger roles have been in the last couple of years. I know he was in um, The Five Bloods with um, uh, Chadwick Bossman. I know he had a show... Uh, called Lovecraft Country, which I think was just canceled. You know what I'm saying? But that, that that's all in the last, like, two years. Like, he's not that big of an actor for me to sit there and go, okay, yeah, I'm gonna know that this guy is in it, or this guy is a major role. Like, if you told me... Like, when they hired, like, Angelina Jolie, like, I knew that. When they hired Owen Wilson, I knew that. Like, these are people who are veteran actors who are finally stepping into the MCU because at this point how many actors are there that haven't stepped into the MCU? Like, honestly speaking, between all of the films that have come out so far, let alone the 6 or 8 or 9 X-Men, if you count the Wolverine films as well, if you think about those films that are also now part of the Marvel Universe in some way, shape, or form, if you think about all of that, how many actors are there that aren't involved in the MCU at this point? You know what I'm saying? So Jonathan Major's, that wasn't that big of a shock to me because that's not a big-name actor who I was expecting. If, if they opened those elevator doors and fucking Denzel Washington walked out, I would have shat my pants. If it was somebody major like that, like, if they opened that door and fucking Leonardo DiCaprio was sitting there with, like, a George Washington haircut, yes, that would be something that's shocking. But am I just supposed to know this guy who has only been, like, acting or in major acting roles for the last couple of years that he was casted and now this character connects Loki to another film that he was casted in that he wasn't even supposed to be in this show from what people knew or understood? That's just... That, that to me, is poor buildup, and it's and it's poor... It's a poor use of a climactic moment. Like, I, I was almost expecting the little clock person... ...to be the person who controlled time. Like, if you told me that, yes, it's actually the little clock that's been running everything... ...that, to me, would have been a better twist than He Who Remains and Jonathan Majors. And I'm not trying to shit on Jonathan Majors either. By all means, he did the role very well. The the, the episode in and of itself, without being upset over the climax or the the overall twist is a good episode in and of itself because it does close out the story that the whole show is based around but when you're talking about a show that's meant to connect to this overall universe and give us more I feel like it fell off I feel like it's its climax and its twists and, and its twist was not did not live up to par and again that might just be my feelings of not knowing these things but you also have to look at it from the perspective of Why is it that I have to know all these little things? Like, again, if I knew everything that's been the major focus point of all talking points for films and the TV shows coming out so far, like, if you don't, like, uh, here's another example of actors that have just, just now entering that have blown my mind, Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, friggin, this, this actress from Seinfeld. She's now in the MCU! Like, that to me was a major deal. Even though I don't know that character, I had to read up on what that character is. Seeing her face pop up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like, holy shit, what? And then seeing her pop up again in Black Widow, it's like, okay, they're connecting this universe. Like Jonathan Majors isn't that big of an actor for me to sit there and stop and jar drop over. I'm sorry. And again, nothing against Jonathan Majors. It's just that he's new. And I know that counteracts a lot of the times what I'll say is I'll say, I wish they gave new actors more of a a chance than than um than older actors. Like I wish that it wasn't always about just giving whoever the draw is a chance, Like, it doesn't always have to be, you know, Chris Bratt. It doesn't always have to be uh, Chris Evans. It doesn't always have to be Tom Holland. You could give some of these other up-and-coming actors a chance, and one of the primary examples I have of that is, you know, Cal Gadot. When they gave Cal, Cal Gadot the chance at Wonder Woman, it blew up. She's a great Wonder Woman, and that's wh- because she's very much unknown, especially in the action or the comic book superhero movie universe. So when you give these actors the chance, it's always it always works out in some way, shape, or form. But again, I'm counter. It's it's this counterbalance in me that yes, Jonathan Majors is new and he's up and coming, and this is a perfect time for him to get some sort of recognition and get something else under his belt. But it's also like that was meant to be a big that was meant to be a big moment. That was meant to be a huge reveal to us at the end of this series to actually know who's at the end of it. And unless You knew all of the stuff I just mentioned. Unless you knew that this was a character that was casted in something else, it wasn't a big deal to you. And it wasn't a big deal to me. And that pissed me off. That was really upsetting. I invested my time into this show every week, watching every episode, and that was the twist ending I got. And I was upset about it. I'm not upset so much now that I've done all the reading and I've done all the research and I finally understand what that was meant to be. But for the first watch through, to sit there and go, yeah, that wasn't worth it. That's upsetting. Especially when it comes to stuff in the, in the MCU and in the Marvel Universe. And there isn't many things that I say that to. There really isn't. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think I've probably mentioned this before too. I'm a person who praises the Thor movies. The first Thor and Thor The Dark World are great films to me. I actually don't even think Thor Ragnarok is that good in and of itself. I get that it's a good film, and I get that the the route they took was a lot better for the character as the characters build up over those six films he was in beforehand. But the darkness of Thor The Dark World and the story of the, the, the original Thor, to me they're just as good. And the fact that they get shit on the most and Thor Ragnarok gets the most praise, to me, that's unfair. Because I think those films are just as good. And again, not everybody agrees with that. So that's the thing. I don't say that too many things in the MCU suck. Which, by the way, let me just reiterate, I'm not saying that Thor Ragnarok sucks. I'm just saying in comparison to the Thor trilogy that there is right now, I think that the first two Thors, to me... Are a little bit better than Thor Ragnarok only because I have my feelings about that. In of itself, I don't want to get into that right now because that'll just go on another ten minute tangent. But like, it takes a lot for me to not like an MCU film or anything that the MCU has put out. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that this is one of the first things that kind of left me really disappointed is a shocker. And I'm just hoping it does lead into something that I'm that my theories think is. I'm thinking that. Kang is going to be the focus of the next Avengers film. If they're going to connect Loki to the main story, or if Kang is just going to be a Loki villain, that that's, that's bad. That's going to be a bad decision on their part. Kang should be involved in the main story because you have to understand, they're running out of big bad villains that would make such an impact that people would care to see them versus the Avengers. I've already mentioned them. Dormammu would be great um galactus would be great now they have the fantastic four coming out and dr doom would be great again now they have the the fantastic four coming out those three villains they have so involving kang just gets that involvement where it's more big time villains and you could have this going for another six phases you can go all the way up to phase 10 and still have at least one of these characters left if you did it right and I might, I might be wrong about that. There might be other big bads that I don't know too much about really deep in the Marvel lore. I've said it before, I'm more into the DC lore than the Marvel lore. A lot of the stuff I know about Marvel is because of these films that have come out. The, 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 the most I know about when it comes to Marvel is Spider-Man. I know a lot about the Spider-Man lore, but other than that, anything else is new to me. So I have to do a lot of research when it comes to a lot of the other new stuff that they're incorporating. Like, I didn't know Shang-Chi. I didn't know Doctor Strange. You know what I'm saying? So, the fact that they're now incorporating all these other characters that are deep in the in, in the, the mythology of the Marvel Universe just opens up more doors. And Kang is a perfect candidate to kind of kickstart that. And if they do it right, and if Phase 4 and Phase 5 does lead into some, some good stuff when it comes to involving Kang or, in and of itself, Doctor Doom... Any of those two would be great. I just don't want them to utilize too much. Like, I could even go ahead and say they could have postponed Thanos for another six films. You know what I mean? They could have easily added, like, six more films in that, went to a phase four, and had that be the Infinity War. Phase four, the Infinity War. They could have done that. There's enough there for them to to have done that. But, of course... There's they were writing things that happened that led them down that path, and I think even the Russo brothers went on record saying we love writing ourselves into a corner because we we want to be able to like have the talent to write ourselves out of it. So they've written a lot of things off, and they've written a lot of characters off, and they've they definitely have more now with the Fox buyout. With Fantastic Four coming out, it just opens so many doors, and even Loki's show opens up so many doors with the idea of the um, the time traveling and the multiverse being so much more prominent. Because that was just something that was kind of teased in a way, and now Loki is just kind of like, yes, here's the multiverse. What do you want to do with it? Let's go. Let's 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 do a lot with it. What I don't want, what I really don't want, is for this to lead into some kind of rebooting of some characters, like. The What If universe, to me, is a fantastic idea, which is another show that's coming out later in the summer where you have these different portrayals from different multiverses of different stories. That's perfect. But what I don't want is a complete reboot. I think they should just keep going with what they have now and just kind of giving more characters a chance as they go further and further in. I know everybody was it was in love with Iron Man and Captain America and the, and the, the Marvel Trinity with... Uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. And now Iron Man's not around anymore. And Captain America's not around anymore. But you have a Captain America replacement. Thor is getting his fourth film coming out, Love and Thunder, that's in production. Which I believe is meant to be a torch-passing film as well. And you have Ironheart coming out, which is meant to be the new Iron Man character. And you're going to have new characters that you're going to be in love with and you're going to fall for. And it's not just going to be about what we got then it's going to be about what we have now so the fact that they're writing all of this stuff where the multiverse exists and loki is kind of bringing all of this to the forefront and introducing us to a character like kang and the villain and we also have all these other main villains they could easily write enough where you could make these big baddies last And everybody would still be attached to it in some way because there are characters that they kind of know. Like I said, I know Kang the Conqueror. I would be ecstatic if Kang the Conqueror got involved. I'm going to be ecstatic when Galactus comes back because they're definitely going to do a better portrayal of Galactus than the Silver Surfer movie that came out ten years ago. And you also got Doctor Doom, and I'm pretty sure they're going to do a way better job of Doctor Doom than any of the previous Fantastic Four films, let alone the Fantastic Four film that they now have. Not only are we going to get a Fantastic Four film, but they're going to get involved in this storyline. They're going to get into the MCU. They're going to be part of this bigger universe. And that opens doors. So we're opening all these doors, and it just, low key, to me, was meant to be something that continued that. And I just feel like that ending could have been a little bit better with a better reveal and a better twist. That's essentially what I'm saying. I'm going off on a tangent, I just realized, and I stopped myself. I'm going really, really deep into this, and that really wasn't what this entry was meant to be about. But essentially, let's get back on the low-key track. I will say that it is worth sitting through, but I'm kind of still disappointed, even now, two days later, about how it ended. Again, if that is meant to be what they're going for, and this is meant to open up to Kang the Conqueror, do your research, understand, you know, I've read my articles to understand that as well. If you didn't understand that fully, and you you still don't understand it from me explaining it, by all means, do the, do the research, look up the articles like I did, and look up the videos that explain it a little bit more in depth, and give you a little bit more of a background that I can give you, because, again, like I said, I went into this blindfolded and... I was disappointed. A lot of people aren't going to be, and a lot of people might. I might be in line with a lot of people that found the finale to be lackluster, or I might be the odd man out. We might be the minority. And I'm okay with that, because, like I said, I don't say boo about a lot of MCU stuff because I feel like they do a good job. But I feel like this could have been better. I just, in my gut, I feel like they could have done something better. And maybe... It's just meant to be that way, to have me upset, so that it leads into another season where it redeems itself? I don't know. Only the future will tell, but now that Loki's out and Loki's done, the next thing we have up, I believe, is August, which is Shang-Chi, and I'm looking super forward to that, and hopefully that helps pick up Phase 4 again, where um, things are being left off with all these other shows and films that have come out so far.